0: church and just as jesus breathed air into his living beings and into creatures and he breathed the life of of the he breathed the breath of life into adam and into eve he likewise has breathed the rarefied air of his goodness and his grace and his truth into the very soul of the church so we're not gathering here because we're a group of people who like to get together or because this is a good spot or because this is historically what we have done. We are gathered because Jesus Christ is building his church. And we are gathered because he has and will forever breathe his life into this place. And it is a place, therefore, of miracles. It is a place where the rarefied air that we gather under and that we sing under, that we worship and we study under, it is a place that is of Christ, for Christ, because it is by Christ. And so if we will wrap our heart around that reality, Christ has breathed his life into his church. That should probably elevate our expectation right now. I mean, I don't know if you understand this, but I just have super simple sentences today. Christ will build his church, and do you know that we are a part of a miracle? I mean, we're in a, I don't know if you walked in this morning because it was so cold that you felt the fires of Pentecost in your soul. But I can promise you that as the church gathers, the essence of the power of God gathers with us. And we come into this room having, through the multitude together in this room, breathe in the air and the presence of God. And we come in, as, if you will, from our Bible study group this morning, as a thin place. I love that truth and reality. Bob shared it with our class this way. Thin places are these places where there are there are believed across the nations, that there is a place you can spiritually connect with God. And I love where he took that. While we don't buy into that, the reality is that we as believers in Christ, we as people walking in the miracle of God, we as the people of God who are a part of his church, we are the thin places. You're in a thin place right now because not because this is the spot where you meet Jesus, but because we are the people of Jesus, the miracle followers who have been brought together by the grace of God and for the glory of God. And So we're in a miracle right now. As Jesus builds his church for the sake of his glory. I was just reading in the second chapter of Acts. Always a great place to go at the beginning of the year. After Jesus ascended and the disciples went into the upper room. They prayed and waited. And they waited and they prayed. And that's why I go back and say please don't receive what I shared about Wednesday night. As an announcement for a study. We are beginning a group of people who are going to pray and wait and wait and pray. Say, Holy God, we are asking you to stir among among us. And while they're praying on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon them and all of heaven broke loose around them. That's the norm in the church. Thank you. And that is the normative move of the church with a solo amen about that. Christ was breathing on and in that moment building his church and he was building a place of miracles. It's the wind and the fire of Pentecost removed what had hindered them from speaking boldly and following him with all that they had. And they began to speak with tongues among one another to understand with one another. And this is so powerful to unite with one another. You know that some people in this room are still stuck that I said they spoke in tongues back there. Here's here's what you have to realize. We do come through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ to this beautiful reality of being followers of his. And we gain all of the power of the cross. But I, I risk at times, we risk at times, particularly in our gatherings, in our denomination, that we also come through Pentecost. We come through the power of the Holy Spirit who breathes His life into those who have been resurrected and raised from the dead. Through the cross, He breathes His Spirit into us so that we walk in the fullness of the Spirit of God. For Christ is building His church and His church is built off the rarefied air of the living God. And we live, move, breathe, and have our being in that. That truth and that reality. And for that, for many of us, terrifies us because we will lose control. But Here's a really beautiful secret. We've never had it. We are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. We are not a part of our church. We are not a part of something we control. I pray that this will be an uncontrollable year for the glory of Christ as his breath and his life breathes upon us as a church. Because he's building his church. And his church is a place of miracles. Where the spirit of God rises among us to lead us in the abundance of the love and grace of Christ. I just pray that Christ would perform miracles and make us who we cannot become on our own. That's my prayer for us. The scripture describes the scene in Acts the second chapter as most of us honestly would not welcome it. In the second chapter of the book of Acts, it talks about this. Jews from, this is Acts 2 verse 5. Jews from every nation under heaven heard a, a relatively illogical and uneducated group of Galileans speaking in the languages of everyone present and they understood one another. And here's what it says in verse 7. And I pray this for us. Here's what's the power of God. In verse 7, it says it left everyone astonished. Wouldn't you pray this for us as a gathering of believers? That we would gather together and we would be so miraculously moved by the Spirit of God that others would look into our gathering and they would sense the fragrance and the beauty and the wonder of God. And they would say, that is amazing. That's yeah. astonishing. Only the living God could do that among a group of people. We are a part of the church of Christ. He is building his church. It is a place of miracles. I'm not sure that there is fundamental agreement with that. I am very sure, and yet in this room, that Christ is building his church, that it is from the breath of his lungs, and that it is a place of miracles. I would just invite you to, in faith, begin to move your heart there say, Lord, I don't know what I engaged 2017 thinking about our church, but I am beginning to think that it could be and should be, better stated, a place of the miracles of Christ where many are amazed and astonished, not by us, but for Jesus. And I, I love it. They had to come out. May this be true of our gathering. Peter had to roll out and say, we are not intoxicated. I'm sorry that we are so full of life and vigor. And I am more sorry that people that are drunk are more passionate than people who know Jesus. And so I just want to come to you right now and tell you that we're not intoxicated on the spirits of this world. We have been filled with the spirit of the living God. And we are intoxicated with Jesus Christ. And he has breathed on us and we are acting pretty jubilant and we are acting pretty revolutionary because we're walking into this world believing that our God is a God of miracles. Because he just had Galileans say some things in all kinds of tongues and people from all over the world are gathered and we all just got together as one across the world for the sake of the glory of God. We understood each other, but maybe far more importantly, we saw God for who he is. Who he was and who he ever shall be, and we have poured out worship on him. So we're stumbling out of that, and it seems crazy to you, but it is fully, fully illogical and beautiful to us. And we're we're more amazed and more astonished. And perhaps those you that you like him. This just hymnody. This just popped through my mind. I stand amazed at the presence. Of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. So if you go if you go, him preference. I think that that could be a beautiful New Testament stance. That we stand amazed at the presence. And we believe that Jesus the Nazarene. Not only breathed life onto his church. But is breathing life onto his church. And we're here just saying God. You're a God of miracles. You and I are in a miracle. I read earlier, if you have your scripture, I would love for you to read with me the prayer found in Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 14 through 19, as he prayed, Paul prayed for the church. And I, I honestly had for, not even thought of Everby's lyrics as we were singing it, where angels and saints cry out. We, we literally sang the, the words of this scripture. I was, I was just kind of loving Jesus. It's awesome when we plan things. It's even more beautiful when he breathes life into them. He says, I'm going to have you sing what we're reading. For this reason, the gospel. For this reason, angels and saints and authorities watching for you to display the manifold wisdom of God. For this reason, I feel the weight of the power of the church. For this reason, and here's where I am praying for this as a a church. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father who is in heaven. If we could be a church that would move and live and breathe as the New Testament church of Acts, I believe that we would not sit in wondering if the pastor had lost his mind this morning. We would sit in upper rooms fully expectant of the Spirit of God to move in power in ways that we cannot imagine. We would never walk into a church gathering considering that we would do the same thing as we did the week before because the Spirit of God would be breathing through this place. And we would see him anew in power. And for this, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit. This is all the things I've been saying. This is where Paul is just saying, I'm praying that through the breath of his spirit at the deepest recesses of your core for this purpose that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And interestingly enough that you would be rooted and grounded in love You may have strength to comprehend with all of the saints in this room the very breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of God in Christ that surpasses knowledge that you and I, people, as he builds his church, that you and I could be filled with the fullness of God. I mean... For this reason, I gather and say, oh God, that you would come and build your church. And he's not, he's not saying, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a church that gathers together and they still have a quarter of a tank. It's not the prayer. I'm hoping that there's a church that's making it through the perils of this world as we talk about a generation who are, well, I hope that they, he's not sitting around and saying, man, I hope that they can run on fumes and make it to another Sunday. He's saying, I am praying for a group of believers who are filled in the fullness of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who are steeped in the love of God in Christ, who have explored the heights and depths, who have gone to the east and to the west, and who have found that he is more than enough, and who reckon themselves to Jesus Christ as Lord, Savior, and friend. For he is building his church, and it's a place of miracles. It's a place where God is breathing on us. And he is calling us to be his people in the fullness of who he is. It is interesting to me that he calls us to plumb the depths of the love of God in Christ. I think one of our speakers said this, and I jotted this in my notes, and I've never thought of this height and width and depth this way, and so I'll just share it with you because it meant a lot to me. He's praying that it will be high enough to allow that each one of us reach God through the cross of Jesus Christ, that the very love of God in Christ, that we would understand its reality and its power, but more importantly for each of us, that it would be deep enough to reach in the depths of our pain, our suffering, our questions, our wanderings, and lift us out as we not only gain the love of God in Christ, but we shed abroad the love of God in Christ in the essence of this world and throughout the nations for the sake of God's glory. It is high enough, but it is deep enough to meet you in your greatest places of hurt. And it is wide enough to meet us on the margins. And as I wrote this and prayed this this week, it is wide enough as I have fallen off the page and out of the margins for God to come and put me back into his story. And may it be, may it ever be that we sit in this room and say, God, we're a, we're a part of your church. And it's a miracle. And you have stepped into the wasteland of my life. And you've reached into the bowels and the recesses of my pain and suffering. And some of you in this room are waiting for him to do that. And I just come to you proclaiming scripture, not hope, not possibility, truth that God's love is deep enough to meet you in the depths of the recesses of your pain. And lift you to the heights of the wonder of his majesty. He's building his church. And we're out proclaiming this. God, we can go to the margins and proclaim Jesus. We can walk into the very depths of pain and suffering and we must and proclaim Jesus and Jesus you're you're performing miracles today. I had the chance and I just maybe want to illustrate this. I was in a, a miracle I had the chance this week, and I mentioned it a little while ago, to go and worship with 55,000 college students. First of all, they have far more energy than me. <laughs> they are passionate for the thing. I, there's something beautiful, and I pray that every believer could gather with dozens of thousands of common-minded, passionate, common-minded sounds common, of passionate followers of jesus and be able to see the explosion of the spirit among them i would pray here locally that about three to four hundred of us would be able to gather week in and week out with common and passionate minded followers of jesus and we would see the spirit of god explode among us on a weekly basis and we just walk in here going i don't get the fifty-five thousand this week but i get mandarin I get to walk in and experience the miracle of God among his people. And it's powerful, 55,000 just singing the essence of God, pointing us to the beauty of God, the wonder of God. I, I just had this powerful, powerful moment on night one. Um, it was pretty neat because they, um, they released... You can't release a new Bible because it's been around for a while. But they released a, a scripture that was really kind of cool. It's, it's, it's the same Bible. It's just 66 books, one story, um, all about Jesus Christ. And it's and amazing people kicked in on this like Piper and Robbie Zacharias and Randy Alcorn and Louie, and just lots of people just kind of dialing in some thoughts that went with this. And it was pretty cool when they did a, they did a giveaway. It was pretty depressing to be honest with you because um, section 217 won a copy of all the Bible. And so we went on through worship. It was pretty, you know, all of us were flat. I mean, we were just sad. You know, I, we hated section 217, and, um, but we love Jesus, you know? I'm, I'm kidding. Please don't tweet that. And so, uh, but it, at the end of the service, Louis walked up and this was so powerful. He walked up and he's just chatting it up and saying, you're going to go to your community groups and all the way. By the way, some of y'all are still salty about 217, right? And we all cheered and he said, well, I think it would be pretty cool if every one of you received a copy of this. And now here's what I want you to understand. 55,000 college students, some of which we kind of talk about this generation as they are wandering from God. I don't know. 55,000 from, I believe it was 47 nations in all 50 states of the United States, um, are standing up and they've just been said to them, we're going to give you a free copy of the Word of God. What would be your expected response from 55,000 college students today? I see. I was kind of thinking, there we go. Yeah. Dude, that place went ballistic. We were standing up. I found myself crowd surfing seven rows down going, yeah! This is awesome! We got a Bible! It was beautiful and we... We've got a Bible because we believe that it's not just a written word, but it is the Jesus Christ. You are the anointed one Bible. And God, you want, you breathe life among us and you bring hope among us and you draw us to, uh, to yourself and you be everything to us. And we're going to discover you here. And so our college students began today because we're not just happy we got a free Bible. We think this Bible is worthy of everything that we have. And so we're just beginning now a venture through the book of John, 21 days of John. I thought i would invite you in if you would like to join us we're just trading thoughts i'm going to read a chapter a day for the next 21 days start it today i'll probably post something online we'll probably talk about it or throw something out somewhere but we we didn't want to just say you gave us the bible thank you very much to but you gave us the bible and we are going to marinate in it and your word of god is going to come alive to us jesus so this was you, you don't take this today I'll, I'll be hostile. We worshipped um, it when, when, when we. I just want to point out some miracles and then what God showed me um, as I was jogging yesterday. But we don't ever gather in that gathering. Uh, it's called Passion, the Passion Conference. We never gather without um, changing the world because that's what Christians do. You, you never gather and think this is for me. You think this is for Jesus and for others. That's the call of Jesus and the 22nd chapter of Matthew. And so they, they just kind of celebrate some realities like over the last 20 years of passion and started off really small. We've raised over 17 million for causes across the globe and ultimately for the cause of Christ. And then they said something powerful. They said, we're gonna make history this year and we're challenging you and I'm gonna get the nations right. We're challenging you as we gather, this was night one and we had three days. We're challenging you that in San Salvador, we are going to meet the need of every compassion kid that is on the grid. That was awesome. I said, but not just in Salvador, also in Rwanda. Every single kid. He's, he's looking at. It, he said, "I'm talking to a bunch of broke college students, but I just have seen you." And so, Rwanda. And not just Rwanda, by the way. That would be a pretty big deal, and that's quite a few thousand right there. But we're also going after Tanzania. This is the miracle that we're part of. I don't know if you can get excited about this, because this wasn't one church up in Atlanta. This was hundreds, if not thousands, of churches represented in Atlanta. So we're, you're kind of in this right now, because you sent us. And so we're just sitting in going, that sounds incredible. And so then he stood up on the last morning, about 15 minutes before we left, 15 minutes, two songs, and raucous dancing for Jesus during those songs. And so um, he he stood up and he said, "I I want you to know, and he just went like this, I just want you to know that San Salvador, every kid is sponsored. It was awesome. In Rwanda... Every single kid has been sponsored. And then he said, um, I want you, because this has been done in two nations, but never in three. And we, we want to make history for the sake of the gospel together. And what you have to understand is when you sponsor a compassion kid, you don't just sponsor them so they get food. You sponsor them so that they get eternal food. And it's, they're coming alongside churches and pastors and schools. And they're just building the gospel into this. So this isn't just I'm giving you a temporary help. This is, I am giving you the hope of heaven. And oh, by the way, here's a glass of water and some food that goes with it. So he said, just, do you want to see Tanzania and what happened? I happened to find this. Would you like to join our experience from two days ago? So he said, let's just kind of see what happened in Tanzania. So he pointed us to a screen just like this. Yeah, and so we're about to go in and just let the family know, hey, don't just say it's sponsored. Come, on, let's make this together. Okay. I have some very good news to share with you. There is a gathering of thousands of people called the Hartley conference. You also are at this This is your compartment international program. And guess what is this happening? Eight hours ago, this is the man called my has just decided to sponsor you today. <laughs> we are a little further down the road, at Victoria is home. Someone today has decided to sponsor me, and this is happening a thousand times over across the But it's one that I cannot wait to break this news to. Honest, we can't be director. We can't get out of how many children, Party 2017, is committed to see sponsored. Well honest, yesterday, yesterday Party 2017 came together and committed to sponsor a certain number of children. And I have this number with me right now. Why don't you go ahead and let us know how many children have been sponsored? Wow, 2013 sponsored children. Okay, you. Okay, other people, wants to say to you to see all these children sponsored in one day? This is an answer prayer for our ministry. It means opportunity to get education, learn from the skills, but also it means opportunity I I want to say thank you. And thank you for letting us be a part of releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And I want to thank you. Thank you, Passion 2017, for partnering with your passion here in Tanzania to make history together. That's cool. So if you were there, you were just kind of going San Salvador, Tanzania, Rwanda. We were feeling pretty pretty good. And then he said, "Oh, by the way, every um, every kid in the nation of Indonesia has been sponsored, and half." See, I have a missionary friend, so I'm picturing my friend who's serving there. And we just came alongside him from Atlanta because we're a part of a miracle. We're a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And we're a part of a movement of God that transcends borders and places and people and unites us for the sake of his glory. So in Indonesia, one of the most unreached people groups in the world, you just sponsored and shared the gospel with every kid on the list for compassion. And oh, by the way, if that wasn't enough, you are now two-thirds of the way through Bolivia. And I was jogging yesterday and thinking about that, thinking that's a beautiful story for this church. That Christ is building his church. That the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That we are as a people according to the scripture that I am quoting now, that we are as a people able to walk in and move mountains for the sake of the glory of God because we worship the mountain mover. That we carry with us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That we are a thin place. For the sake of the gospel and the glory of Christ. And I'm on a run yesterday and I kind of ran a long way so I had a lot of time to ponder. And I started to think that's that's good and I hope you kind of felt like you were there with us a little bit. But I started to think about the miracle that God has done in the last year or two with us. I thought first about these two faces that are coming up on the screen. And I thought it's one thing to say we've hit four nations and it's another thing to say we know them. I mean, just as a church, do you realize that that's a gathering of 55,000? But do you know that as a church that every child in cabaret Haiti mission has been circled once by Mandarin Baptist Church, and we're being circled again? We've sponsored every single kid. So this isn't a gathering in Atlanta. This is the miracle of the church of Jesus Christ here at Mandarin. Our God is building his church. Beautiful little girl on the right. is Ella is on the right. Yes. The beautiful little girl on the right is, 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 is Bara and, or Mara. And Mara was said when she was delivered, she will never walk. She will never speak. And our last trip, we watched her not just walk, but have dance night, Friday night. And she was throwing down, and Mike stood up and shared that story. And I said she will never speak or walk, and she just danced, and tears are running down his face. This is what we do, and and you go to the next slide. And and I just want you to know that there are places where worship was not happening, and it is happening. And I, I hope that they they do some kind of weird noise like the ladies did in Tanzania. So there's other songs of heaven that are going on. You go to the next one to get more personal because, by the way, that last picture, just a group went, saw a need in this past year, met it, and there's a church that is built and they're worshiping right now. Or this is this is here in Jacksonville as 117 people, that's, that is too, but that was here in Jacksonville as 117 people groups gather in our city and there are about two dozen of people in Mandarin who are lifting up the name of Jesus. We're in a miracle, guys. We're walking in a miracle in Christ. isn't it, It's not that He will build His church. He is building His church here. Welcome. I'm so glad you came. This is what Jesus is doing. This is a Christmas gathering and, and it's beautiful. And, and there are many people there who are passionately seeking God and don't know the big G, God, yet. But are being spoken to about His glory and His greatness. Or this group. just... This group, every month, I see they're popping up next. This group, those faces are something. Mike, I really like your hat. But Miss Margaret's not in the picture. But every, every month, there's a group that are feeding the impoverished in our city. And every month, they're carrying the gospel. And Christ is not just building his church in Tanzania and Rwanda and Haiti or in Indonesia. But he is building his church. And we are a place of miracles. Or here, I don't know how many pictures I have. I was just jogging and praising the Lord or for the last six years to be a part of what he's doing in Guatemala and to see nothing but dirt six years ago. And now I think it's even far beyond this. I don't, is there more? There's a lot more. It's just you don't have them. And there are stories of every single face in this room and the faithfulness of our God to release his name in this generation. Christ is building his church. And I think God is has drawn us to this experience That for many that says, God, I have plumbed the depths. Remember me. I am on the margin. Remember me. I am a mess in this world. Remember me, Lord. Move among me. And I think this movement of the cross, it's our movement. It's this movement that we're in, not that we own it, but we elevate the one who does own it. Christ is building His church, and we're in the midst of a miracle. I want you to know that it's not that... We're sitting around saying, God, blow a wind through this place. I want you to know this. According to the second chapter of the book of Acts, God has already blown the winds of his breath and his spirit into his church. And people are amazed by it. So what I think he's asking of us is this. Will you bow your knee before the Father who is in heaven and understand your spiritual privilege and responsibility to bring to maturation every single people around you including people groups around the world and will you bend your knee for that and will you pour out your heart for that and will you say to the Lord whatever you need to do just sear me for your glory because here's what I know about myself Lord I have been in the depths and you reached down and used people to reach with you into the very arms of my life and lifted me out I have been broken, I have suffered, I have been down, I have fallen off the margins, and yet you, oh Lord, and you have used others, oh Lord, to lift me back to the heights, to see you for who you are. And I just want to end this morning just coming and saying as a church, Christ will build his church. Will you bow your knee and pray that the spirit of God will fill this place with all fullness and all might and all power. Here's why. So that you and I might go to the depths and say, there is a Jesus. So that you and I might go to the wits where people believe that on the edges and outside the margin they have wandered so far. And then they find us as a church walking to them and say, you didn't know this, but we could land in Indonesia. You didn't know this, but we could build a structure. You didn't know this, but we could land downtown off of university. And there is a Jesus on the margin. And I'm here. And I I love a story that I shared a few weeks ago as God unlocked the shackles of one's life. He then gave him the privilege of seeing the beauty and majesty of the Lord and the angels around him ascending and descending. And here is our role as Christ builds his church to lift one another up and to be able to lift one another up to the heights of the love of God so that we see Jesus and we join with angels and saints as we cry out, holy, holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? And after we have tasted and seen that he is good, we go away from one another and find others and carry them from the depths and around the margins to the heights of the goodness of God. We're in a miracle. You and I are in his church. I'm just curious what miracles he will perform in 2017 Jesus build your church through us to quote ren collective build your kingdom here lord let your glory be made known father i pray that you will draw us to worship right now just to sing that your praise is ever on our lips God, I pray that there will be a richness. And more importantly, Father, I pray for a holy desperation among us. That we would join with angels and saints in longing for the fullness of God in Christ. Jesus, I thank you that we gain taste of your glory. I pray, God, you would give us many more.